0: Hi, Tracy. Hi, Sherida. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. How are you?
1: I'm not too bad. How are you?
0: I'm good. good. Welcome to Docs That Rock. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad to be a guest today. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I'd like to welcome you.
1: <laughs> Thank you
0: for having
1: me here. Thank you for having me here. I'm so glad to be a
0: guest also. Oh, we're like joint guests. Yes, on Flossie's mm. podcast. Fabulous. <laughs>
1: Flossie is the Flossie,
0: um, the resident cat. Katak, Katak.
1: Um, so you don't
0: know where she's going to spring from at I any moment.
1: Very conscious of the fact that she could be behind the curtain, and I she don't. She could.
0: Know. I wouldn't relax if I were you. Is what I'm saying. Oh, cheers, thanks. Yeah, just you know, be ready to, f- you know, fight or flight, <laughs> adrenaline. <laughs> at least she's not in a clown effort At least she's not in a clown. Oh, that's an idea. I could get her a little clown nose. Ferguson. Just a little ruffle Stop <laughs> Reverse <laughs> It could be cute For Halloween i have her in the window With the whole Full clown outfit Judge our face <laughs> <laughs> No Serena doesn't like The clowns Tracy doesn't like What I'll do In a few minutes If she's talking About the clowns <laughs> Oh no! Oh, I love that documentary. It though I think that was one of the best things I'd seen <laughs> quite <laughs> the a factual, while. True to life, that, yeah, real documentary. Yeah, it, documentary about clowns
1: about That's the horrific really serial trivial. killer that knows no bounds in reality. And I
0: loved it. Very real. Good good interviews. Okay, I'm, I'm inside. Going now. <laughs>
1: It's been nice. Thank you, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: If you like this, you'll also like other disastrous, horrific moments. Well, we have to, we had to start on a lighter tone because we're going to talk about something really heartbreaking. So it's a very heavy subject matter and it's an ongoing investigation. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, because some people might not know the story... Uh, particularly maybe overseas, it hasn't penetrated yet. Uh, We're going to talk about the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. So it's hit uh, Netflix here. I don't know if it's in the States. It must be. Or it's going to hit soon if it hasn't. It's in the States. Already come out. So Um. basically in one line, it's the story of Madeleine McCann, the young girl who went missing while on holiday with her family in Portugal. That's it, sort of in a nutshell. And should we play the trailer? Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go.
1: The entire McCann case has become a
0: phenomenon. If you made a dozen movies out of this, nobody would believe them. I've done thousands of cases. With the Madeleine
1: case, I've seen the worst things a human being can see. The worst
0: this fear that a three-year-old british girl has been abducted in portugal
1: if your child isn't safe at a resort where is she safe the media made their daughter the most high-profile missing child in the world some individuals represented a significant person of interest police say they are now treating a british man as a suspect
0: they wanted me to confess I actually felt I was being set up. The police had suspicions that
1: there was some collusion happening the night that Maddie went missing. This could be the breakthrough. Here it is, it all fits. Statistically, it's likely to be someone who is in close proximity with the child. The McCanns and their friends revise their timeline. There is no way Kate and I are involved in this
0: abduction. The police leaked information to the press.
1: Those cops lied to me. Then there was a surprise. The head of the investigative unit was under investigation himself. The startling element was the sheer number of sexual predators in the area. at the time, it's very easy to move children to other countries. Human
0: trafficking is a massive problem. The value that Madeline had was really high. There's always something left to do till you find her. Somebody knows what's happened to Madeline McCann.
1: I don't know who made that scary trailer. What, well, Netflix?
0: Hmm. Netflix
1: trailers recently have really annoyed me, but the, the clown music is
0: really annoying <laughs> me right now. But I thought that was apt, you know, for the subject matter. Do you think your clown got her? No, I don't. I think this is one of the most heartbreaking stories you could ever come across in real life do you remember when she disappeared do you remember do
1: you remember it unfolding in the press I do
0: but you know what I thought I knew this story I thought why are they making a Madeleine McCann documentary we all know what happened we know how it played out in the press and we know I really didn't think there was anything new in it and then I started watching it and there is there's so much more to be told about everyone's everyone who was touched by the story, everyone who searched on that night, the journalists who covered the story, any detectives who worked uh, with the McCanns, the people who funded the detective work. There's so many other stories to be told. There's there's a lot in it uh, that was quite interesting. I thought, and also it goes back and forth in terms of I. I've seen it happen in quite a few documentaries but in this one in particular every single turn that the investigation took something happened and you thought this could either be really damning for the McCanns or this could be another tragic blow to grief-stricken parents. So it went both ways all the way through and it really keeps you interested. I think episode three is where it gets really funky and then four and you, you think there can't be anything else to tell and it keeps unfolding it's quite a story this is an eight part documentary series
1: and you know I mean you would always say and Tracy, you're, you're famous yes, now for saying it, that there, that there is a lot of padding or actually a Guardian review described it as bloated and I think that that's that's actually a, a really good description of it for me I remember when it came out um the i didn't I didn't particularly pay attention to it, but in the job that I was in, I used to go for lunch down to a local supermarket, and I just used to skim the headlines and I didn't find this documentary had any more information than what I was aware of from reading the headlines. It was interesting, though, to see a holistic view point, as you said, from I knew about the people that were with her. I knew about the person who had seen someone carrying a child. I knew about, you know, the, the accounts of the McCann family from the other ones that were there. Um, I was interested to hear what the Portuguese reporter had to say. I was interested to hear what the chief of the Portuguese police had to say, because um, although I'd heard that, that, that before, I was interested to hear him saying it in this context. Um, I don't know if there was anything particularly new but to have it all in one place because it was obviously happening in real time and drip fed and it was also happening in juxtaposition with completely fabricated completely like 100% sensationalized stories where stuff that didn't happen was reported as real news. Fake yeah. news,
0: but well, for me, was a lot of it was new. I mean, to hear the first person accounts from journalists that hadn't been done before, and especially to hear the Portuguese journalists because she was interested. But yeah. even the the British journalists, they didn't come out really and talk about their story or their un, the unfolding of the story, and what they were asked to do, and just pick up and fly and grab news and stand on this tiny street. I mean, that was all new. And uh, and then there were a lot of first-person accounts of the night that she went missing, which was examined a great, in great detail, that I hadn't heard before.
1: Yeah. I think, see, I had
0: known, um, I suppose, really, the dynamic of
1: the geography of where they were sitting to where the room was, where they were moved to after the incident, who was in the room at the time, all that kind of stuff. None of that... The logistics of it, if it was being described as a true crime documentary, this is more about, it's not just, it's actually, the title is wrong. It's not about the disappearance of Madeleine McCann. It doesn't become, from about episode three on, it becomes about the media circus surrounding.
0: The media circus starts at the very first frame. So it starts with the journalists and and how they found out and their footage at the time. And then it moves on to how it all plays out. But I, I, for instance, I didn't know that sixty people in the resort decided to go out searching that night. They said everyone took part. Everyone took, but to hear individual accounts of hearing about what happened, and who they saw and where they saw them and whether they saw suspicious men or not. I mean, it's a very good uh, detailed plan for eyewitness testimony. I thought. Because lots of people, even if they didn't remember something on the night or the day after, a week later or three months later, they remember the detail of meeting somebody, either carrying a child or acting suspiciously, and and how every single tiny little thing around the disappearance of a three-year-old girl from her bedroom is vitally important. Seemingly into thin air. It's so
1: terrifying the way that this young girl Was at one moment asleep in her bedroom with her parents outside, not that far away, in the same resort, in the same complex. And she's alongside her sleeping twin siblings. And uh, then she just disappears and she is never seen of again to this day. Now, she
0: might be found. Hopefully Hopefully. she will be found. Hopefully. Really hopefully. Hopefully. Um, But And and I know for (coughs) the purposes of this podcast Because we don't have any answers But we can can have an opinion What do you think, where do you think she is? Well in my, well God only knows But in my opinion I don't think someone could come and snatch her out of thin air With no advanced preparation So I think that It's most likely That she was targeted And identified And tracked Because They knew that there was no one else in the apartment. That's just uh, a hypothesis and it's completely just my opinion. But I I do think that and to target a child and take them for no reason is crazy. So maybe, you know, they do explore all those awful but quite possible um, scenarios where it's it's, uh, an abduction for nefarious reasons. I think that
1: Madeleine McCann is sitting on the edge of her bedroom wondering if she's going to paint a teal with copper fixtures or you know she's like interested in whatever's going on with the Cardassians and she goes, she'll be 15 now today because I think that I hope that perhaps maybe a rich lady or a rich couple who couldn't have a child maybe spotted her and uh, maybe this is where she's i'd like to think that wherever she she's being loved and that she doesn't isn't necessarily being trafficked which is obviously mm. the, I, that's the best um, case scenario that, best case scenario i would like to take this for her someone um, couldn't
0: have children and yeah
1: that's some, that's asked someone asked for a black child definitely at this time when she went missing in 2007 there would have been a lot of rich couples around this area who you know they would have been around that area
0: well and they they talk about the Algarve in particular and how how easy it is to move yeah
1: they talk about the amount of sexual predators in any area but I can tell you right now if they did that from where we're spotting right now we would be shocked by the numbers as well but I guarantee you there's a lot more rich couples that can't have children than there are sexual predators. So I'd like to think for her and for Jerry and Kate that maybe that's what happened. Maybe she is okay.
0: But that's the, I'm sure that's their hope too, that that's what happened.
1: And yeah, that might be a very kind of innocent few but you know what there's only so many of these documentaries after leaving well, <laughs> after leaving netherland and abducting <laughs> and what are we doing to our listeners well <laughs> you
0: know. jc J- lee dugard who's the the famous case um, and she was found she was abducted and found 18 years mm-hmm. afterward 18 years mm-hmm. so the, you know and that was not a uh, a happy story and it wasn't a rich couple who who adopted her no. but she was found she escaped eventually and um there is hope that she will eventually come back and she has her distinctive eye the little thing on her yeah. eye
1: you know what's funny it's doesn't funny it's not funny right i remember her poster on every corner i remember fundraising for her i remember personally fundraising for her on several different occasions after I watched this, I completely went back to what it felt like years ago when she went missing, and I wanted to sit down and write a letter to Kate McCann and just express and to and to Jerry McCann and just express my admiration about their their dignity, the way they held themselves, my disgust at the way it was treated. um you know, I mean the, a documentary like this, there's a distinction between the documentary itself and the event. I think it's very interesting and telling that Kate and Jerry McCann elected not to be involved in this documentary and put a statement on com, saying that they weren't involved because they felt that it might jeopardize ultimately solving the the case. There's a journalist in this that talks about her daughter watching um, a report on Madeleine McCann and saying if I went missing mommy how long would you look for me and she would say oh I'd look for you till the end of time and then turning around and saying later on in her own head would I I mean how do they do it
0: yeah so Kate Kate McCann was asked how long will you keep looking and she said I'll look forever and then the little girl turned to her mom and said would you look for me forever and uh, she said of course I would of course and then she said but but would I because it would be all consuming but I think for parents who lose a child and God knows I don't know what that feels like and I never want to know um I imagine it's it's all consuming. It's always there. I remember hearing Ryan Doberty talk about interviewing an Irish journalist, uh, interviewing Kate and Jerry McCann on The Late Late Show. And he spoke about it later on his radio show. And he said, there's something, I'm, I'm paraphrasing entirely because it's just from memory. But he said something like, uh, you know, I looked into their eyes and I just, there's something gone. There's something that will never come back. You can tell that they are just. Several there, people who have
1: encountered them. Say the same thing. There's an emptiness. Really? Yeah you hear it in this documentary. The, the Portuguese lawyer who goes to defend them when they become, I think it's Guido, like you know, oh, when he they become a suspect. Yeah. yeah, really. Mm. The people who came to aid, like the local people and, and the stuff that they decided that they were going to do. And this is one of those times when religion is very important to this family and gets them through and the community is so important to them. I remember them being interviewed by Oprah and Kate McCann said something along the lines of, I couldn't dare hope or uh, I wouldn't allow myself to believe. And... Oprah this is like something that we would colloquially say, it's just a phrase that we would say here. But Oprah stopped and she repeated back to Kate what she had just said, and you could see a realization talk like Oprah worked her magic. She waved the wand, she just like the veil was gone and all of a sudden it was like Yeah, you know. yeah, and
0: you wonder about um illusions as well, if if that ever you know recovered fully
1: I don't look society didn't recover fully as in we will never go back to the loss of innocence people will never do that practice again there's probably people who are making a lot of money doing the listening service that this community were doing for free um, I'm sure that a lot of money has been spent on extra security features and the cost of your villa will go up accordingly I don't think that the prejudice it'll ever get over the fact that this happened in there in Abrolg like that's if it happened here yeah if it happened here in Galway it would be the same it did happen here in Galway it did. had it inc- yeah. yeah
0: but it was just interesting it was such an idyllic little cove and bay uh, and such well a protected sorted. little area yeah. these
1: were doctors you know they're both work- medical professionals and um, and
0: travelling in a large group there has
1: been some criticism about the fact that she was blonde, blue-eyed, white girl who went missing, and her yeah. case got a lot more. There was another Portuguese child that went missing that didn't get as much attention as
0: this. I know, girl did but and, you know, because it was an international incident as well. And um, yeah, you know, that's that's very different. When, yeah, totally you know, different. It's yeah. completely. Di- I don't think it had much to do with the socioeconomic thing at all. But I no, do, no. I do think it was a family on holiday with their little girl and their twins. And this little girl went missing when they were supposed to be having such a lovely, happy time. They watch you see footage, um, which again, I hadn't seen a lot of this footage. I don't think any of this footage was made public, of them on planes uh, with the kids. I
1: hadn't seen the one.
0: No, I couldn't believe the
1: journalist was right up in their faces when they're trying to. That was disgusting. But just to stop there for a minute and just say that actually. I wasn't saying it was the socio-economic factors Mm, that it is explored in the documentary it is that there's political influence and that there was kind of a bone of contention locally in Portugal that there had been another Portuguese boy who had gone missing that didn't get the exposure and why wasn't the police doing more about this because he
0: wasn't from England on holiday with his family I mean sometimes this is a completely different story It doesn't mean it's more important or less important. It just means it's more interesting to the public because it's going to relate to every family in England and every family in a lot of different countries who are visiting Portugal on holiday, which is, that's a lot of people.
1: A lot of people. Mm
0: -hmm. There was an initial suspect.
1: Yes. I found that very um, disturbing.
0: That was very interesting, how that played out.
1: One reporter was like, this is where their apartment window is this is where they are and that's a bush there's a hole in the bush you can see them eating dinner you can see the apartment behind me so he was kind of making the argument that if somebody was looking out and had made a relation between the parents and the kids that if they stood there they'd be able to tea- to see this listening relationship into time it or whatever the other thing was that and it's just occurred occurred to me now was that the night before, when they were going back, they had played this game, if you're happy and you know it, shout your name. So this child had shouted out her name. Anybody within earshot would have heard her. So this is something that would never happen now, where you would actually like be left with child-first education. You would never get a child shout out their name in public. It would never happen now. Um,
0: I just think that this kind of targeting doesn't happen from a night... And it no, doesn't happen from one. I think not. this is something that is very planned. Mm-hmm. And also one of the theories in particular it talks about two men mm-hmm. and uh, about one, uh, you know, watching and one taking, which is, you know, it's it would be the easiest thing in the world to do, especially when they have a pattern. They're going down to dinner. They come back. They go and check out. the The one person who talks about... You know, uh, oh, them somebody opening and closing that gate, but very furtively, but the night before, so they would have done a, a dry run, and then taken her yeah. the next night. So there are all and of the door these that was
1: closed or locked was left open, and the other thing was that the guy who had written the book had said um, that Madeline had asked Kate the day of the kidnapping, "Why didn't you come last night when when we, when were, we crying. were crying?
0: That was so hard." Yeah, because then the implication is that person had been there. Yes. But because they were babies and three, so all babies, they couldn't properly articulate what happened. So you walk into a room and
1: the situation is such that you recognize there's more light in the room than there should be. As you approach the door, it closes shut because of the draft. And then you begin to realize that the window is open, you think how is the window open the shutters were down the window was closed and then you realize the windows the shutters have been opened from the outside which is odd because i don't get the dynamic of i didn't understand how a shutter could be opened from the outside if you can pull it closed from the inside how could it be open from the outside
0: unless they left it open to allow a little bit of air in which in portugal they might have done that now there there's one thing that uh, correct me if I'm wrong Because I may be Misremembering this From my memory Of Kate McCann's First hand account She said She came to the door And the wind s- Slapped yeah, that's it shut that. Yeah 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 If that happened Yeah That means That, on, that only happen, That happens quickly Once it's open That means she was there Seconds after
1: I the, know Or there was a breeze
0: Yeah but there, there There isn't a breeze Suddenly and not for an hour No, but there could have been... So say if somebody else had opened the door in the corridor, it could have
1: started a breeze out the window and closed the door shut.
0: I don't know. I mean, I just think that if it shut that violently, when she had walked through the apartment already, I think she was very close behind whatever happened.
1: she walked into the room. Madeline's gone. The two twins are asleep. Sound asleep. And that does happen with kids. That Mm -hmm. does happen with kids. They're out. And they might hear, but I remember this when I was a kid. I used to hear a crap that was going on in the back. I wasn't stirring, even if I was awake. There was no way. I'd just like to slide there. I'm not moving. Good luck. Goodbye. I still wish I had that Yeah, freedom. but
0: especially babies, if they're one and a half. Yeah, they don't out. care. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 out. not they're con- consciously no. saying. Yeah. And
1: even if they're conscious, they're not letting not. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're not. You know. They're one and a
1: half. <laughs> yeah. But But the, the fact is, at some point she had to in, in all of this horrible situation she had to run and get help I got help
0: her! imagine that moment can't where? imagine I, got, I, I can't I actually started to think about it but I just couldn't even go there because the panic the sheer blind panic of of that moment and then you, you hear the eyewitness account yeah of, the tennis buddy of hearing her howl and scream yeah, uh I
1: actually have heard That is unfortunately, crazy. I have been witness to a funeral where there was a cot death, a very young mother. I've heard that how. You don't hear it's not a natural it's 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 something select down to its own. I, I when she described it I knew exactly the noise. And uh I'm sorry, that's not the noise of someone who brought her child to Portugal so that she could get kidnapped.
0: But we do need to talk about the dogs. The cadaver dog and the human blood.
1: Cadaver dogs, and I do say this in the documentary very distinctly, a dog can never tell you that this
0: person was in that car. There are limitations to what they can do. So when you watched it, what were you thinking? Because I thought episode three, I think, was exactly when the dogs appeared. And I remember thinking, oh my God, it is isn't. oh my God jaw-dropping moment. When you watch it. And then you move on to episode four and then episode five and you completely pivot again.
1: Yeah. I had listened to Up and Vanished with Payne Lindsay, um, prior to watching this documentary. So I in that podcast it very clearly lays out the limitations of cadaver dogs and how they can sometimes false identify and how a dog and even the guy who's in this Martin Grime who would be the dog handler he would have been the man who would have gone over to the US and taught them the uh, investigative techniques there can be false um, alerts when the cadaver dogs had alerted that there was a smell of a cadaver in the apartment I was like this actually means nothing looking at a rental car that they rented they rented like 25 21 or 25 days after Madeline had gone missing and then their theory was been adjusted to fish in an accidental killing. They had yeah. put her in a fridge and then they had transported her into a rental car and then yeah, they disposed the body down mm. a well or something. And you're kind of going like...
0: You know what? It was very interestingly done because it was playing back to the general public's journey through the McCann's public trial by TV. Yes. So I kind of liked that they were doing that because they were saying but you you did this and it's it was an interesting documentary from one perspective if if only that that everything they did could have been viewed either way so when they say no they left the country uh you think oh yeah they left because they're sick of how they're being treated in the country I went, they no to they or left the country they left the country because they're really guilty but both were playing out in the press anything they did would it they, could, they couldn't win you know, holding the little cuddle toy, and then everyone saying, "Oh, isn't that heartbreaking and lovely that she's holding the cuddle toy?" And no. then you had other people going, "Isn't it really sick and weird that she's, she's out, out on the
1: balcony parading the cuddle toy, the cuddle so cat?"
0: They couldn't win. No. And then the very interesting uh, element of this case, which was the first time really that we had seen this, mm. was the trial by social media. It was the yeah. first time that people had started to come online and comment on social media. And those hateful comments, hateful comments, were being fed back and viewed by Kate McCann, Kate and Jerry. And that was just insult to injury. And that must have been devastating for them.
1: A hundred percent all credit to Jerry McCann, who it struck me in, in this documentary, and at the time, I remember this quite distinctly as being a very strong and dignified man. And I thought the same about Kate, very strong and dignified. And I understood, yes, even at the time, as I said, because I had watched that you know film with Meryl Streep in it about the dingo's got my baby. <laughs> yeah. No, but honestly, mm. like the, the baby at Ears Rock that had gone missing, and then this woman had said, No, a, a dingo. Had like a wild dog had taken my baby nobody believed her and then years later after she'd been convicted there was a, a cardigan that the baby had found with dog saliva on it and she was set free but um, because the media had kind of said oh she looks very cold people are told mm-hmm. that whoever may have taken your child might get off the reaction the your grief and so you have to be um kind of like straight to the point and when you're shell-shocked by the fact that the thing that you love most in the world has suddenly disappeared, you know, you're not going to, like, sit around and go, just
0: going to storm on it. you're just in shock. And your world into, has changed forever.
1: And go, I got had this woman, but she did it very... She just did what she had to do, and she looked like a woman who... Like a ghost walking through the hall. I really felt for her when she returned home and had to walk into that Dad, room. That
0: I felt so much. Yes. On top of everything else, and then also arriving at the house, for anyone who hasn't seen it, she's coming home for the first time uh, since Madeline has disappeared and she's bringing her her twins home and they're entering their family home. So she's going to walk in through those doors without Madeline, And there is a huge cordon of, of uh, media outside and they're they're coming at them. They're shoving their cameras in her face, in his face, in the twins face. And they're provoking them. And they talk about this a lot, actually. She's she fresh said out of an they interrogation. They slammed uh, on the windows to get a reaction so they can then take the photo. And then that will make the paper the next day. So I can't even imagine what that's like. But then they get out of the car and they go in to the house. And they don't play it up in the documentary, which is what I like. Because they leave you with it, with the thought of what might happen inside. And I, that was a very difficult even idea to perceive. As you're watching it because you know that she's walking through that door she's going to go into the bedroom you can't you can't fathom it but she was all ready before she got in that
1: plane exhausted from a, an horrendous interrogation where somebody was saying to her you're responsible you're responsible
0: you're trying to fathom it is just too much no it's but too much.
1: N- their ability to carry themselves I really admire Jerry and Kate McCann the first person who was accused was accused because of the fact that he was helpful with the journalists. Preceding. And it was
0: coming off the Ian Huntley. Exactly. So I was just about to say, and
1: I actually remember when Holly and Jessica, so two girls in Britain went missing and it was 24 hour sky footage of uh, where they were, what happened to them, recounting their last steps, who was the last person to see them. And then the caretaker in the school said, hey, I can help. I can give an interview and himself and his wife gave an interview and then a couple of days later finding out that he was actually responsible for their Mm. death.
0: Yeah, he he craved the spotlight and he made himself available as the person who saw them last. Same thing.
1: From their accusation to the first suspect's accusation, they really kind of were saying, to be honest with you, that there wasn't enough evidence to convict him. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's innocent.
0: There was a desperation to pin it on somebody quickly. But while they were looking at these people, the point is that they were ignoring... Yeah. the possibility of other people or the fact that she might be still alive i know they stopped looking yeah and i mean and it is it's a long documentary so you you brought through all of that then you brought through their efforts to um have private investigators involved and that's a whole other saga and that's all information that i knew nothing about really I didn't know about the private agency in the states I didn't know about the private so if you haven't if you think you know everything about the story you don't I think it's definitely worth worth watching so many reveals bottom line is this is a little girl hopefully out there somewhere and hopefully will come home someday I think it's something that could conceivably happen I really
1: hope so Mm. I think that if you like this documentary then um, you would probably like the amanda knox documentary
0: yes and also um pamela smart and jc lee dugan as survivors you know because they were taken and they survived and they were brought home uh so there's you know there is hope they're not exactly hopeful stories needless but to say
1: if you or anyone belonging to you believes that you might have any information uh, about Madeleine McCann, please do go on to findmadeline.com at the end of every single of the eight-part documentary series. There are more contact details.
0: That's it for this week for Docs Rock. Tune in next week for hopefully something a little bit more. We light might light do something more cheery next week. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might. Yeah, just to bring up the spirits <laughs> revive our soul right. yeah. <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> uh, yeah so we're heading into spring it's you know spring's It's wrong. getting lighter in the evenings and all is well so it's goodbye for me Tracy Ferguson and it's goodbye for me Sharita Darcy goodbye see you